Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson-Staveley of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Laura, you all right? Yes, I'm really good. Really looking forward to our um, guest who's joining us on today's episode, all about handling the impact of others. So how's your week been? What impacts have others had on you this week, Debs? What are you spotting? Yeah, lots of lots of things I'm spotting actually this week. And yesterday um, I ran a workshop and they were just lovely. It was the first time back in the room. We'd done a six-month leadership program with them that had all been virtual. And we were getting them to do their review and reflect session actually face-to-face. And it was just amazing to be in that room and listening to not just the impact that they were having on each other as a peer team working together, but they were sharing the impact that they've been having on their teams and then vice versa. But then, you know, one of them was sharing about the impact then of being just being in that learning space and that it was just amazing. So it was just really good to hear and just reinforces why we do what we do when they just love it and they take away so much from a programme that we put together, really. So, and the impact that one of them said that, you know, we'd had on them, um, because I know you'd been working with them as well, and it just just changed their life. How cool is that? Oh, that is so cool, Deb. I had one of those gooey moments this week as well, and it was a virtual session. And talk about the impact that, um, you know, for positive that others can have on people that they hadn't met before, but we'd all built a really nice chemistry and rapport on this kind of 12-strong session. We had two days together. And, um, yeah, one of those, when they were sort of having to char- uh, practice their intros, basically, we were doing the trainer-trainer session. And then she sort of came back in from the breakout room, having been with someone else, saying, I've just had a massive realisation. And she realized that she was when she was introducing herself she kept talking about her previous career which she'd left not feeling particularly great about so every time she was standing up in a room explaining herself she was sort of using her past experience that just made her feel a bit down and a bit rubbish each time and she had this realization of I need to let it go this is where I'm going this is the role I'm in now and this is my passions for what I'm doing rather than talking about, well, I used to do this. And it was one of those amazing moments, Deb. So the magic was being able to, uh, you know, express herself to someone else, someone saying, why are you talking about the last 16 years and not what you're doing forward? And she just had that amazing realisation. So the impact someone can have in someone, just even a smallest comment, it's incredible, isn't it? And I think particularly at this point in time, people are going through so many waves of personal change as a result of the big changes that have happened, that um, now more than maybe ever before, we really can look after out for each other and give little bits of advice. And you never know the impact you might have on someone with even just the smallest bits of feedback to just set them on a slightly different, better path. Definitely. And I think, you know, when we're, I know we're having a conversation with Emphis Maloney today as well. So I think that sort of builds in quite nicely into what she was talking about as well. Absolutely. So Emphis Maloney, she works with small business owners, helping them feel just a little bit better and happier about sales. Um, And uh, yeah, let's hear from her. It'd be great to hear her thoughts on handling the impact of others. Hi, Emphis. We're delighted to have you join us for um, this podcast recording where we're looking at how do we um, handle the impact of others. Um, So could you tell us a little bit, first of all, about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me, Debbie. So I'm Envis, Envis Maloney, and I help female founders 
galvanize their earnings and bring consistent and reliable revenue into their business. So essentially, I deliver sales training, um, sophisticated sales training, help to help show-stopping businesswomen, you know, achieve more and to run fulfilling and rewarding businesses and and yeah lead lives they love really yeah and I know I've been um, obviously working with you over the last couple of weeks as well and I must admit it's just been absolutely fantastic to be able to think about my my impact as well on others but also as you mentioned handling the impact of others on me too so your you know your training I sort of testament if anybody is interested and Emphis will give her details at the end um, but I think it's really important that we just regroup and remember what we're here for and how we can create a great impact on everyone, isn't it really? Absolutely. I think we have such an incredible potential. You know, we we have an influence on the people around us. They have an influence on us, whether that's sort of um, intentional or not, whether it's sort of seen or not. So to recognise your own yeah, your, the impact that you're having on on the world around you is, is in, can be incredibly liberating, and you can start to see what you can what you can achieve and how you can help others, and and your impact. You know, it can be leveraged to really help others around you succeed, which is what I'm all about, really. And it's um, yeah, and it's about um, being aligned with that professional and personal purpose of yours and the values that underpin everything that you do and say and then the influence um sort of stems from there doesn't it it does yeah you're absolutely right with that and I think that's the bit we need to sort of as you said remind ourselves of so so in your experience then how do you handle others well to ensure that you have had great impact on them yeah so going back to basics of like it's about forming meaningful relationships right and that has to come from a place of real integrity. And it has to come from, I'm a massive believer, and I know it's a bit of a buzzword, but authenticity. I think if you can be really, and I said it already, but to be really aligned with yourself and your values and your principles means that you can oh, you can connect with people in a way that resonates with, with them. And how, how you can handle that impact it would depends where that relationship grows to yeah. to be really yeah yeah i think i think you're you're right and when you talk about that integrity and authenticity i think there is an element where you have to know yourself well don't you so so when you think about then the things that matter for you what do you believe are the um important things when it does come to being able to maybe influence others i'm putting that in inverted commas because people come on a journey with you so how do you go about that what do you believe are the most important things so to me i think i spend quite a lot of time thinking about what's important to me and and the more i think about it the more i can understand it so i think to have self awareness is a really key part of being able to influence others yeah it's it is a funny term because i don't set out to influence others I, I set out to support, encourage, motivate and help others. And that just so happens to influence them. That's sort of like the byproduct, not the intention. But I think to influence positively is to understand the needs of whoever you're trying to support. In With regard to sales and sales training, obviously, uh, my, my job is to understand the needs of my client and 
provide a service that helps them to achieve whatever it is that they're trying to achieve. So it's not for me to decide what they need help with. They need help with something. And for me to influence, I'm not trying to influence, I'm not trying to manipulate them or or cajole them or I'm trying to be compelling in my offering. I want to be, I want to make sure that my solution meets their needs and ultimately helps them make progress. And I think we all come to it like that. You know, I'm sure you come to it like that in your life coaching. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I think, and that's the bit where you know whether you have got built that rapport, as you said, whether you've got that um, relationship with that individual, because if you get it right, then that impact is massive, right? Both on them and you. But as always, it could go wrong. So in your experience, how do you ensure that you can find some common ground with others if both of you are coming at it from very different angles? What, what would you do? Yeah, so I think maybe I wouldn't necessarily fear those difficult conversations. I think, you know, those are moments where you can forge some really interesting new relationships or you can learn something new or you can take the time to understand somebody else. And I think it is about understanding and listening. And I think um, there's a major difference between both. You know, the point of communication is not to be heard. It is to be understood So if you're coming towards a topic and it's a conversation, it's a discussion, we don't need to fear the fact that we've got different angles. I think to me, I would come to it with a sort of a mutual respect for both my own opinions and the other person's opinions. I wouldn't go into it thinking that this this was necessarily a conflict. I would just call it a conversation and spend time to try and unearth what the underlying disagreement issue point of topic was and to to sort of enjoy the process of of uncovering it and really not to be held back from having conversations that might make us feel awkward when i'm coming when i'm talking now with regard to sales training people can feel incredibly awkward about talking about price points money um like negotiating on pricing if there's a a question on the pricing you know, people are very quick to be like, oh, they didn't want it, it was too expensive, rather than actually spending the time to understand what that discrepancy of expectation really was. And I think once you can feel a bit more empowered in your conversational skills to actually talk about topics that you are coming to from different angles, yeah, then you can hold space in a much more confident and yeah. comfortable way without yeah, feeling like you want to run away and hide as soon as there's a <laughs> there's a like a disagreement or yeah. Or just a question mark. It's not even a, it's not even necessarily like a disagreement. It can just be like questioning your expertise or questioning your 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 ideas or your vision or your your take on a particular subject, which we don't need to shy away from. We know we know what we're talking about. We can yeah, hold our it. own. We can know? hold our own. Yeah. And I think that bit about mutual respect is so important in that, isn't it? And I love the fact that, you know, if we, I think, you know, if we seek to understand, to be understood, which is comes from Covey, um, it's that bit that enables us to really listen and think about what do we do? And I know we did some um, workshops and we were talking about listening and, and it's the, the most valuable skill we can have, right? If we're working with others, because if I can understand you know, what's going on here? That relationship isn't as maybe aligned as it could be. So, but it's having, as you said, the self-awareness to be able to lean into that conversation, to explore it more, to be able to understand that enables you to think about how do we get this back on track? So, so I think, you know, when you're thinking about, well, what does that mean in reality? You know, and I know in your experience, you've probably been faced with 
loads of opportunities, as I always look at them as, um, where you are um, coming at it from different angles, depending on who you're speaking to. So what sort of questions, because people always like to find out, well, how can I do that? So what sort of questions would you suggest that people might be able to use to get that conversation back on track? Yeah, I mean, just going back half a a point to begin with, I think what is really beneficial to do is is if you if you've had a conversation which you've come out feeling confused or or uncertain about or like you've let yourself down or or that w- for whatever reason the conversation didn't go your way it was compromised to to whatever to whatever end that you can take a minute and sort of dissect it and try and take a bird's eye look on it and that's why having somebody outside of yourself to to sort of debrief with can really help because when you're in it it can feel confusing. Whereas actually, if you can talk to somebody about like what actually was said, what was actually done, what was the actual outcome, like you can see it for what it is and actually have a totally different perspective, which can help make, you know, progress the conversation, even though maybe it feels a bit like a roadblock. But I would spend time trying to really understand why the other person is not in agreement before just sort of trying to bestow your own um equally I do think it's important that sometimes people do just disagree yeah you know we don't have to we don't have to like arm wrestle people into thinking exactly what we want them to think like you can you can compromise you can work together to to find a solution bringing the two approaches and complementing this together to the common end because both of you seem to think that what you have to say is the best way so (laughs) see if they can be um, weaved together because I know in coaching we always use the open the what and the how type questions and I suppose it's similar maybe in your world but you know if someone's listening to this and they're thinking yeah actually we always come together and we disagree and we can't find that common ground to even begin to want to move forward so you know what in your say in your experience what do you think is some good questions that unlock that opportunity to move forward together the open questions are you know a sales, <laughs> a sales professional or, or sales trainer sort of bread and butter that they're, they're really powerful to get the conversation moving um, but I would also spend a minute just to think like what is the point of the conversation what do you ultimately want if both of you ultimately want the same thing, then you are going to be able to find questions to, to lead to that end. If you're starting to really deviate and actually are totally unaligned or uninterested in the outcome after all, then it might be just something that needs to be parked and, and moved away from. But yeah, spending time to ask questions like, you know, the other person, what do you want from this conversation? We've hit a roadblock here. We're clearly in uh, in a disagreement. Um, what do you want to happen next? In an I- ideal world, what would you do if you were me? Like, what would you be asking if you were sitting on this side of the fence? Because I'm really struggling to see where you're coming from. I mean, it's difficult for me to just give out questions without really knowing what the topic is going to be about. Um <laughs> But the other thing that I would do about, you know, that bird's eye perspective I mentioned a minute ago is that you can do it in advance of your conversations. People very often look back, but I would say spend time looking ahead and preparing for conversations that you know 
are going to be difficult. Just knowing that they're going to be difficult isn't good enough. You need to be like, well, why? When exactly am I going to feel out of my depth? What are they going to say that's going to derail this conversation? Why is it likely of being difficult? You know, really try and micro pinpoint where you think you're going to lose confidence and then prepare prepare some questions, prepare <laughs> yes. some responses yes. that you're going to be able to, not a script, but, you know, some bullet points that are going to support you and get you back on track yeah, during definitely. that conversation. Because there's so much that preparation can do to boost confidence. And well, with regard to selling, you know, it's like your chances of conversion is based on your ability to prepare and then be agile. So you kind of need to come come from two points, really. Um and that's um I always find that sometimes when people are certainly speak to us as coaches, you know, that's the bit they fear the most is leaning into that conversation. Like you just said, you know, where we, I feel like we've reached a bit of a roadblock here, you know, so what can we do to move that forward? You know, what what else stops people from actually saying what they see and hear to be able to stop it going round and round in circles and ending up nowhere or in fisticuffs or whatever it might be. <laughs> God, let's hope not, but let's say they maybe they, then they get walk, both walk away as very unhappy people. You know, it's that bit that says around. So what is it that, you know, we need to think about within ourselves to be able to handle the impact of others on us? I think there's an element of like being fearful of being judged, like what the other person's going to think if this is your response and, you know, not even just like disagreeing. Sometimes you can agree, but actually you're disagreeing. So, you know, there's people pleasing and doing things when it's not aligned with your, with you is, is actually still quite detrimental. So knowing, knowing what you want from this relationship or what you want as the outcome from whatever conversation you're having and what the influences around yourself and the situation around you is is really showing or is really you know what is happening around you and to think what is important to you yeah. moving forward Definitely. because you know it people pleasing and and keeping yourself small and safe and and not sort of questioning anything that other people are doing around you and just saying okay okay and going along just to keep the peace isn't Although you might be um, avoiding some external conflict, you will be having quite a lot of internal conflict, which isn't necessarily like off the hook. There's still an outcome there. Yeah. So, you know, not doing something is a is a decision to stay the same, isn't it? It's the decision to stay where you're at. Whereas actually, if you can realize that your influence over yourself is massive, like it sounds so simple, doesn't it? But it does sound simple, but in reality, it's yeah. And and actually the but the first person you need to influence is is yourself so you can move forward and give yourself permission to be like actually this is what I'm going to do and this is this is what I'm not going I'm not prepared to compromise on my ambition or my dreams or what I think it would ha- be to have a fulfilling life what does that look like and then you can work backwards and and see what you need to do in order to get things changed and I think that links back to your point about the level of self-awareness that you have about yourself, isn't it? I think that, you know, that's, that's what's going to be key here. And if you're, if you're not sure how to handle something, as you said, it's sometimes it's worth reaching out to somebody else and saying, what do you think? Or can you help me? Or I need your support. And I know I did that with you um, just to think about, well, what, you know, what do I do? I think I do it. 
I do do it, but I'm not quite sure how is that's the right way. So as you said, to reach out and get that third eye, that bird's eye view of it, it's just so impactful um, and helps certainly help me to handle others as well as, you know, helping, you know, you're helping me too. So we're learning from each other all the time, which is really important, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think although a different perspective is really, really useful, invaluable, in fact, the other amazing benefit of having somebody on your team or in your support world is is that they validate a lot of what you're doing to be told, yes, you're doing that. You're doing all right. This is good. This is you do not need to reinvent the wheel. You're right on track. Just do these small tweaks and you'll be on a totally different trajectory. And these, you know, to validate what you're doing well. And to refine what needs improvement is a really powerful thing because people waste so much time self-doubting. Oh my god! So to have the, that validation, it means that you can get on with the next thing, doesn't it? Yes, it does. You know, yeah. Right, because you waste time thinking. <laughs> yeah, is this right? Does this need to be better? What about that? I don't know what to do. What should I sell next? What about this product? What about this? What about that? And all of a sudden, you've wasted weeks, months, years thinking overthinking is massive, isn't it? And it absolutely holds us back. And I love the fact you said that, you know, if we take a moment to just plan, you know, and wherever possible to preempt some questions or have some thoughts that you want to ask or get back, you know, realistically, how much time does it take, would you say, to just stop and plan a conversation, realistically? I think it depends on the <laughs> the importance of the conversation. Yeah, that's true. If you're going into some <laughs> massive pitch and you don't know anything about anything, then uh, pause and take a proper minute. Um, but just to have a casual, casual conversation, it doesn't take any time at all. Like even be- before this this podcast, I quickly looked at some some of the topics that you wanted to talk about. I thought about the kind of topics that I wanted to sort of convey. And that was enough. It's literally just a few minutes. Um, But it depends on how used you are to holding that kind of space. So if you're really new to being a podcast guest and you're not usually, you don't know what you're trying to say and you don't know what you stand for. And well, that's not you, get, by the way. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> and you're going to get, get really confused and, and you know, and put get in your own way, then spend more time. But equally, just rip the plaster off and get on with it. Just do it. Um, so it's it? a little bit like interview prep, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's you the know. same. Yeah, it is that. But I think, as you said, it's having some prep. It's having some good questions to think about. It's being able to listen to yourself as uh, if you're overthinking stuff. So I suppose on that, as we sort of, I mean, as always, I could you know carry on talking to you for the next hour or so. But unfortunately, we don't have that luxury of time at the moment. But knowing what you know now. Um, and over years of learning that and relearning and learning and relearning, which is what we do. Um, what advice would you give to others that might be listening into this um, so that they can become more aware of the impact that they can have and to be able to create the impact that they want to have? What advice would you share? Yeah, so it is a fantastic question. And do you know what I think people wait for a long time is for permission. Like, oh, who am I to just go and be really visible. Who am I to say this? What does my opinion matter? But actually it really matters. Like people need to hear what you've got to say and, you know, don't let doubt get in your way because 
actually confidence is something that grows. It isn't something that is just given. It's not like you have it or you don't. You have to like actively build it. So start small with some things that are just outside your comfort zone. Do them consistently until they become comfortable and then add another layer of uncomfortable. Oh and my keep, God, I love that. keep adding the uncomfortables <laughs> on top because then you can become really comfortable in your un- discomfort. Yeah, and you know, definitely. by now, I think I actively seek that challenging landscape now Do because you? I find I'm yeah, a little bit like a little bit like an adrenaline junkie. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like you gotta go up and up and you're like, oh yeah. god. Like, you know what was really uncomfortable before is yeah. now really comfortable and the people that we see like see like that we see visibly they are they are years ahead like they have been practicing for so long before they became really really visible the people that are starting small every day they're the ones that are going through the most challenging moments of like redefining their identity holding space in a way that is comfortable, feeling out for what they're trying to say, feeling out for what resonates with them, trying to unpick their values. It's, a, it's quite a confusing place. It is, but it, isn't it? You kind of need to trudge through that treacle in order for you to like get comfortable with with all you're trying to do and say. And, and so I would just say, don't fear that discomfort. It's not wrong. It's just part of the process of growth and yeah, self-development. Definitely. Yeah, I think you're right there. And I think that that bit about that purposeful practice, you know, so the, the more you, you give it a go, if you like, the better you get, the more confident get you, the more you want to keep doing it. So and I think that that's that build on you know, your adrenaline junkie approach is I love that. It's to go, oh yeah, I'm gonna get some more. But it's that's how it works, right? And then you know, we realize more about who we are and and you know what we need to do and who we need to reach out to that may be able to sort of as I always say is walk alongside us as we experience that. So so I suppose on that note, how do people reach out to you then, Envis, if they wanted to know more about what they need to do to be able to influence. So I'm going to use the word influence others in the right way, of course. Um, and they want to know a little bit more about how they can be their best selves. So how do people reach out to you to find out more about what you do? So my online social media home is my free Facebook group. Um, so just search for The Business Lounge. And that is a community of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of small business owners ready to achieve more comfortably is yes. uh, is important. <laughs> you know, we don't want to sort of uh, sacrifice our values along the way. So come and join the Business Lounge. Um, that's my free community on Facebook. It's a fabulous, encouraging and supportive place where I, I give a lot. And then for people who are ready to work with me, I have a signature program, which you're part of called the Elevate Circle, which is an entrepreneurial community. But really, the fundamental principle is to help people make more sales more often and more comfortably. So, um, yeah, I love it. I know. And it's so infectious because you're learning all the time from other people. And I think, isn't it? And then you're again, you're practicing the impact that, you know, recognizing the impact that people have on you and how you manage that, but also your impact on others and how you manage that. So I think it's like, as you said, it's that win-win position really, which is you can both respect each other. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm totally on the same journey as my clients. I've never tried to pretend any different. You know, I'm also trying to build my business, build my reputation and simultaneously building my own business whilst helping my clients do the same. And it means that I'm really close to 
their needs and uh you know struggles and business building a business is difficult it's really it's really challenging sometimes yeah, so it um, is definitely no, it's, it's a fantastic position to be able to support others along the same journey I have to yeah say. I think it's good and I love the fact that you know the te- tips and techniques and you know the questions you ask of you know ask me um I think is really good and they're just as powerful questions that you can ask even if you're in a corporate environment right you can still yes. use and apply these if you want to um to that environment so that you're aware of the impact that you have and how you handle the impacts of others so it's a really brilliant crossover I think as well so I know people will you know, if they, you know, find you and we'll make sure everybody knows how to get hold of you. Um, because I think it's, it's good for the soul. So I would definitely encourage people to think about that. Yeah. Definitely. I just think that people do more of the things they enjoy. It's, it seems so, so like common sense, but if you hate selling and you hate making sales and you hate talking about these difficult topics, then, oh, I don't know, then you're going to do less of them, aren't you? Whereas if you feel really empowered and comfortable and confident and love having conversations about how you can serve your clients and make sales, then ultimately the sales will follow. And um, yeah, it's a privilege really. So thank you for being a part of it. Yeah, no, it's been my pleasure. And I want to say thank you for your your time today, just to sort of share your insights and your tips and tricks, if you like, around what we need to do and what we can consider. So I want to say a massive thank you to you, Emphis, for this time. Um, and yeah, I look forward to um, carry on working with you and learning even more so that I can be you know, more self-aware and have a good impact on people too. So thank you for your time. You're welcome. Thank you, Debbie. See you later. Bye. Bye. Oh, Debs, I really enjoyed listening to you two talking about that because it's such a big topic, isn't it? The impact we have on others. Massive topic. So what did you take away from it, Law? Well, it really stuck out for me, her phrase, people do more of what they enjoy doing. And that just, it was something she said sort of at the start of her conversation with you. And it really stuck with me about how if, uh, you know, we're all going through lots of change and decisions and options that might be kind of be there, just to make sure that amongst all of the practical decisions we're making, choose stuff that you enjoy because you tend to do more of it, which means you become better and better at it. And whether that is sales or relationship building or whatever sort of part of your role, choose something that you enjoy doing because you tend to do more of it. I really like that thing, which, you know, it's how do you serve your clients, right? And I know we always say, you know, lose yourself in the service of others as well, which is Gandhi's quote, not ours. But it is that bit that if you're putting yourself in that middle and thinking about the impact that you're going to have on your client is how do you do that? And, And actually thinking about how am I going to serve this person or that team or that organization so that they walk away from us going they were really good to work for so then the impact we had on them is amazing which is you know why we're very fortunate that people come back because of that and that just builds our confidence and makes us feel oh my god we're doing something right um and and knowing that it validates I suppose that we're okay yeah. And, you know, I, I was reminded of that in a team session we um, uh, were running at the back end of the other week with a senior leadership team who were a bit like the the story you were saying at the start, hadn't been physically in the room together in that configuration ever. So, you know, that's a, that's a magic moment sort of there waiting to happen as long as the chemistry is kind of, you know, facilitated okay. And it was just amazing watching people open up with each other and you know, got some feedback that actually every meeting since has just flowed a bit more because people have found out more information about each other. So, yeah, I think my, uh, my uh, well, what's your call to action this week, Debs? Because coaching yeah. is all about 
ideas to action. So what are you thinking? I think my call to action this week be, would be to um, making sure that you're leaning into things that you really enjoy doing and that you can get something out of that reminds you that you're blooming good at what you do. Love it. And Debs, I think my share the secret would be um, think of someone in your team with whom you think, I don't actually know that much about them. Book in a chat, get some of that information going and never underestimate the impact that time you invest in that little conversation, the uh, the dividend that can bring kind of later on. You'll feel good. They'll feel good. It just means we feel all a little bit brighter about our kind of future. So uh, and how we kind of work together. So this was the third in our focus, Debs, on um, maximising impact. And so we've been talking about personal impact. Um, what does that mean in terms of team identity and maximising team impact? Focus of this episode is about handling the impact of others. And our final in this four-part series is going to be creating an honest and innovative workplace. So I'm really looking forward to that episode next week, Debs. And that especially is going to be useful for anyone who's holding some big team meetings at the moment. What does that mean to set up well? So looking forward to that. Definitely looking forward to that one. And how creative can we be as well in thinking about how we make that happen for sure? Absolutely. Well, have a marvellous week, darling. Love you. You too. Love you. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at secretsfromacoach at aol.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're a Spotify listener, give us a rating as it makes it easier for us to share the secret with others. 